guys want to do a podcast? Yes, please. Let's do it. Shut up and sit down. All these dialed guys are super strong beef mountains. What's kicking, little chicken? You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day from a quote by Abraham Lincoln. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. It's never too soon for some good old-fashioned preparation. Hi, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering here with uh, Lance Friggin' Hepler. Lance Friggin' Hepler. In studio. In studio. Sucking on bubbly water. Ripe for the picking. <laughs> Ripe. I'm ready to be picked. I don't know. Pick me. Pick, pick me, pick man. Pick me. Pick me. Somebody pick me. I think me. a few people might have uh, called Lance, Lance Friggin' Hepler, but they might have used a different um, uh, version of Friggin'. Ex- I get cussed at. Yeah, that's yeah. also true. We'll talk about that in the back pedal today. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. Stay tuned. <laughs> to Matt's left, Mr. Matt Legrand. To Lance's left. To, oh, yeah. Well, you're Matt. That's to Matt's left. Well, to Matt's left, to Matt's right would my, be the you. Matt Legrand. Okay. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys look great. <laughs> that's, how we, that's how we roll that one. Oh, Keep rolling with it. I am a to full cup of coffee shy of where uh, I should be at at this time of the day. So maybe it'll be a fun podcast today, boys. <laughs> could be, could be or maybe I'll be making a French press during the podcast while you boys are talking. <laughs> could be interesting. <laughs> Good times. Hey, you guys want to jump right into the uh, old topic for the day? Yes, let's do it. Jump it. Let's jump into what we're going to talk about. And that is going to be Bike Computer Showdown. By computer showdown. We this got, is good. Well, we've this got a lot of stuff that's coming out. Like today is kind of a big day. It's Tuesday. It's May 2nd. May yep. 2nd. And Wahoo may have released a firmware update they today. They just released a firmware update this morning that now includes Summit Climb free ride features. Summit What's segments, but not segments, just Summit free ride. Free ride. Summit yep. free ride. So yep. there. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have to confer with uh, Evan Pohl on this one, but yeah. would you say that the They're, big the- three are Hammerhead, <laughs> Wahoo, and Garmin? I do, would do- say that it's more of the big two. I think Hammerhead's market share is probably a lot smaller. But they're, yeah, they but make they, good product. They pioneered something that we're going to talk they about did. pretty heavily today, and that was one feature that would have caused me to actually drop the other two to go over yeah. them because I think it is such a stellar feature. Well... They no longer have that leg up. Garmin True. came out with it, what, a couple weeks ago yep. when they released it's, all their new... Uh, it's only been a couple weeks. Yeah. That's right. And then Wahoo just did the same thing today. And now yep. Hammerhead's like, yeah, crap, what do we do next? How, how are we going to innovate? Is that a product that, that's going to last? Is it something that you guys would use? That's, that's why we're going to talk about this. All right. There's a lot of things, stuff and things when it comes to bike computers. So real quick, you want to talk about the the Summit feature that they just launched today and some of the parameters that go into that and why we're all pretty excited? So Wahoo just launched this Summit Freeride feature where now it will anticipate your direction mm-hmm. while you're riding 
and it will show you the upcoming climbs that you are headed towards. Which they had the climbing feature in the past. Now the difference, you know, it's a subtle difference, but for me it's actually important because you no longer have to program in a route. Correct. And programming a route would be like, okay, well now it knows the route, it knows all the climbs, then it calculates all the percentage grades and it can graph that for you. It's a very cool feature that we all like to use. Yes. But what's nice is now it's going to do a predictive feature where it thinks you're going left and going up this big hill and it's going to show you all those details. That's right. So very and, cool. And this was something that Hammerhead came out with a, a, a year, year ago. ago. Over a year ago. Hammerhead was the first to come out yep. with it a year ago where you didn't have to have a route loaded for it to show you the upcoming climb, which was fantastic. Was we were all cool. kind of blown away by it. Although none of us <laughs> shifted away from Garmin or Wahoo to right. Hammerhead for it, but it was unique and fantastic. And finally, a month I ago, the, I used the Hammerhead. Used the Hammerhead a bit. I mean, I I think I just move around. I I'm what you would call free spirit, <laughs> loyal to no one. You're a free agent, still to be bought. Somebody <laughs> still has. <laughs> no one's put a ring on it. There's yet. still a chance to put a <laughs> ring on that. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, because I, I'm always like, oh, I got to try this thing and this feature or whatever. And so, but the Hammerhead Crew is, is a great computer. Definitely should be considered. Is it one of the big six? <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah. Well, is it actually, one of hold the big time, three? Time. Matt, you know all the bike computers. Are there even six total bike computers out there that sure. you could recommend to people? Sure. We I just reviewed the stages on my channel. It's, oh, it's, four. it's solid. There's Brighton. There's, there's five. Brighton. There's five. Garmin, Wahoo. Hammerhead, right? It gets really hard to find the stages. Is there a number six? Cat Remco Evanpole, number six. <laughs> cat, cat eye. The cat, cat eye. eye. It's, the, it's the super affordable. Is that still a thing? That's the Rem, that's the Remco Evanpole of bike computers. The cat, cat eye. He's like the big six. You got to be talking thinking about the big six. Oh jeez. I don't know. There there are um there are other ones. Uh, Machine makes one. Who? It's, Matt's shaking his head. I know. <laughs> Machine makes one, and they were like, "Are you gonna are you gonna make a video of our bike computer?" And I'm like, "Nope." Did they send it to you? Yeah, yeah. I've got it. You guys can borrow it if you want. Yeah, I'm all over that. <laughs> no, no, one, response. no one wants to borrow it. That's <laughs> where we're at. Um, it had some interesting things, like you could control the like the some lights with it and stuff. I don't know. Well, okay, so we're gonna talk about all the climbing pro features, but maybe I should have started off with this. What is it? that you're looking for in a bike computer? What are like some of the, the key things that it must have, that it must do, that it needs to provide you as yeah. a cyclist slash triathlete? Okay, so for me, immediately, if it doesn't connect to a bike radar, which is a big hurdle for these things to, to jump through. That's a very good call. If it doesn't connect to a bike radar and display that adequately, most of them do. Most of the big six will. <laughs> I'm just saying big. I'm only saying big six because of our last podcast last where we talked episode. about the big six um, cyclists. Uh, but we'll, big big five, even the big five, they all do that, no problem. And so it's kind of like that's like my barrier to entry. And so when I when I grabbed the stages bike mm -hmm. computer, I was like, I don't even know if this is gonna display radar. And if it if it doesn't, then it's like I'm just gonna it's gonna be a very ugly review because I'm just gonna be like, yeah, it's great, mm -hmm. but it doesn't do the thing that I need it to do. So it's it's might as well just be a paperweight, right? I'm not gonna yeah. ever use this. But things like that's one of those hurdles that it has to do has to be able to connect to GPS, has to be able to give me speed information and in like needs to be reasonably responsive with that. Yep. Needs to be able to give me accurate, you know, somewhat accurate distance. It can be like it can be like a quarter mile off and I'd okay. probably be fine with that. Yeah. Um it needs to be able to 
it needs to be able to be easily seen. Uh, if the screen is super dim, that could be an issue. Um, and then I think everyone that's buying a bike computer is going to be thinking about costs. How much is this? Oh, gonna, yeah. How much is this going to set me back? I already have a watch that does some of these features. Do I really need a bike computer? Yeah. And so there's, there's they're arguments. getting pricey. I mean, yep, they are like the the cheapo. Well, are they still making the 130 Garmin? I think so. Mm-hmm. There's some. I mean, yeah, I don't know if the, that. that didn't come out with a, a 140 version when they came out with all the the new stuff. I know it, and they should probably. It's, and I think that is probably one of the more cost-effective ones. And you're going to yeah. lose a lot of features, but that's one how of the more... Is, how much I think they're like 200 bucks, bucks, two bucks, 200 bucks somewhere right. in there. Yep. That's still a fair amount of money to get into it the is. bike computer game. It and, is. you know, with the new Garmin stuff that just came out, they just kicked up the price on their unit, their base unit, the 540s, what, yeah. 350 bucks now. I know, yeah. And we're it, going all the way up to $750 for a solar-powered or solar-assisted, if you will, uh, 1040. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Really I mean, that's almost expensive. like... A nice cell phone land, and you yep. get a bit you're more right. for that money. And yeah, you do. I don't know. And you're using your cell phone a lot more than you're using your bike computer. Oh yeah. But I mean, at least I am. That's for sure. Uh, but I imagine some ultra bikers might use their bike computer quite a bit. I don't know. They right. probably use their cell phone still a lot too. I think. I think that. It, there's the, I have this debate going on. There's GP Llama. He's like, no, all the innovations in cycling computer and not in watches. And I'm like, is it that? I don't think that's true at all. I think that's completely wrong. I'm not seeing a ton of innovation in cycling computers. I still think that there's lots that they could do to make these things better. I think it's pretty innovative that climbing. The climbing stuff feature is, is cool. Is pretty cool. And then, you know, Lance was alluding to the fact when you're using a Garmin, if you're riding, it will not only give you that that information, but it'll say, hey, you want to go to these five climbs in, right. in your area? And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, take me there. And it yeah. will give you routes to get over there and it'll take you through the climbing process. And that's yep. that's pretty neat. You can you can explore climbs <clears throat> yes. while you're riding on, yeah. on the Garmin computer. I think the Wahoo does something similar. I don't know. I'm I sure. Now, the, I don't know either. I, Lance and I are both using Wahoos right now. We've also got some new Garmin's that we're testing out, mm-hmm. and then we've got some Hammerheads that just arrived as well from Hammerhead for us to to test out. So, kind of excited to play with all of these things yes. a little bit more. And um, we're actually going on a gravel ride tonight, and I will be taking a bunch of gonna, bike computers gonna, with me. Are you going to nerd it up and have three bike computers? I, I think I might. Yeah, I'm going to be super hero out there, <laughs> super hero. So, out there. but I haven't even updated my. Uh, the Wahoo's Wahoo needs to be updated as we as we podcast. You know I what? updated mine this morning. Yep. Good. I am going to hit the button and see I will let everybody find, know about how long that takes. Around here. Yeah. See if you can find climbs around here. There is one like literally a hundred feet from Jake's house here. So there's a huge climb. But we're at the top of it. I know, but maybe it can find a climb. I think it's if you're headed towards it. And I guess we'll find out. Hmm. What's important for you, Jake, in a bike computer? Sure. What yep. do you want to see? Um, I, I really want accurate GPS. Matt okay. said he can get away with it being off by, what'd you say, a quarter of a mile? That's a lot, right? I, 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 like, my tolerance for that is, like, slim and numb because I love Strava live segments. Mm-hmm. And if the oh, GPS isn't right. going to be spot on and it starts dropping all of the segments and yep. I can't go out there and have fun with those, I don't mm-hmm. want to use the computer. And that so, was an issue that I was having with the 530. It was having a lot of connectivity issues, and I was missing out on a lot of segments. And when I started using the Wahoo Bolt, it seemed like all of those problems went away. Strava Live Segments is a feature. That's why you want your GPS to be accurate. Yeah. But Strava Live feature is a feature that's only on a subset of these big six bike computers. Like It's it's only on like 
Garmin Wahoo. I didn't even. Is it on Hammerhead? It's on. It's on Hammerhead. I'm trying to remember if it was on the stages. I'm sure it is. I just didn't use that feature, but I think it's there. Hmm. I just ran the update thinking it was going to take a long time. It took about a minute. Yeah, yeah mine, mine updated pretty quickly <laughs> too. Fast. I was like, all right, let's time this and see how long this is going to take so we can let everybody know. And it, it was very happened fast. a lot faster than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, um, accurate GPS, um, like Matt alluded to, it definitely needs to be able to connect to a uh, radar. Mm-hmm. That's a huge function for me. Um, I... I kind of am starting to dig the little bit bigger screen. It's not a yeah. like an absolute, but what I really like about that is it I, I like the ability to be able to have a lot of metrics on my my mm-hmm. primary, my main screen. Yeah. Some people look at that and go, how do you pay attention to all that? Well once you use it for long enough, it just it just Second pops up. Nature. And I like to have all of that information there so that I kind of know what's going on with my body, with what's going on with how much rides left to go and now that it's going to give me even more data with respect to the the climbing stuff, right? Um, I'm thinking that that's going to be one of those deal breaker I things. Like, I think it looks better. I think Wahoo's climbing feature looks better on the Roam. This is just my hot take compared to the Bolt. It's very small on the Bolt. I'm using a Bolt. Jake is using a Roam. Correct. I'm using the smaller one. Jake's using the both version twos. They're both version two, and that's important for us yeah. to mention that the climbing. The segment free ride feature that's brand new that we're talking about will not be on the version one devices. Correct. Yep. Only version It won't be on two. the old element. It won't be on the element Rome version one or the Bolt version one. Yeah. So. so be careful. If you do decide to go out and get these, they are still selling the original Rome on Wahoo's website at a very discounted price. Yes. I think it's like 199 bucks, and it used to cost 400 So just yeah. be mindful. It's gonna. It's a great computer. It yep. still works really well, but there's going to be a lot of features going forward that you're not going to be able to put on said computer. And a lot of that has to do with the lack of memory. So yeah, it needs basically to know the map or needs to know the hills in your area to figure this feature out. Yeah, another thing that I've really grown to love about the Wahoo are the color coded metrics that yes, you're looking at, like I heart agree. rate and power and things of that nature. Yes. I haven't had a chance to play with the Garmin yet. Does it do that? It has color, but at the same time, the way that Wahoo uses color is smarter, in my opinion. It's they don't bombard you with. A ton of like color flashy things. Yeah, I, I do a lot of workouts outside yeah. with my Wahoo computer. Or Don't lie, you do all of your workouts on Zwift now. I'm you a Zwifter Swift maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but the yeah, the beautiful thing that what Jake's talking about is um, your it, metrics can the show metrics yep. that like the window that shows my power mm-hmm. actually shows a color compared to where I'm at. So if it's if I'm at 350 watts, it's going to be red. If I'm at it's green, two, it's green for me. If, ah. <laughs> if I'm at like 210 watts, it's going to be green. Yeah. So you actually don't even have to see the number. I can glance down and see, am I red or yeah. am I green? And same thing with your heart rate. So mm-hmm. like if I'm in a race yep. and I'm, and I glance down at my computer, I can see my heart rate is pegged right now. And yeah, I've a got bunch an ready. hour and a half to go. Yep. And you might I want to back off just, just a little bit. Just you there. Can, <laughs> on the Wahoos, you can also have the indicator lights indicate the same thing, which is actually really cool. Whether you want that indicator light to be how fast you're going, speed, miles per hour, or you can have it be power, or you can have it be yeah. heart rate. So you can literally just see a bright shining LED light across the top of the device. Yeah, what Matt's talking about is not actually on the screen. There's it's, these little LED lights across yep, the top and down one side. It's, all, it's it's There's two rows on the Rome, and there's only one row on the Bolt. Yeah. 
but those those things are great. And then they also are used for notifying you of traffic. Traffic of like the radar for picking up cars. Exactly. If it'll also notify you if you're supposed to turn left and right. It'll like start oh, yeah. flashing, right. hey, you're going to turn right here. Or, hey, yeah. you're going to turn left. It, those pretty, things are great. Pretty smart, great. Yeah. yeah. So what I like about the color things is it just makes things so simple. Like if I know that I'm supposed to be doing a zone two ride like we do our lab lunch rides, Zone two, you look over my computer and if it's not in the blue, then I'm going too hard and I can just glance down at that real quick Mm -hmm. and just say, got to back off a little bit. And then when Lance tells me he's in zone two and I look over his computer and it's yellow, I'm like, you're a liar. Mm -hmm. Back off, Lance. (laughs) You can see that it's yellow even though I'm lying to your face. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice that way, but it just, that's less time that you're taking to stare at something and you can almost see that color out of the periphery of your eye and that is going to allow you to keep your eyes on the road or the trail or whatever you're you're doing and it's going to be a little bit safer i think the colors that they use even within the maps it's nice it's just not like overbearing it's just i feel like they do a nice job with the addition of color on both of these devices yeah um yeah and i think that and on you know the other side of the coin is that the maps on Garmin are significantly more detailed. Yeah, better. You're, you're getting road names. You're getting detailed information that way. And trail names. Trail names. Yeah, yeah. yeah they they do kind of win that market a little bit. I think, um, I think Garmin's always going to have an edge when it comes to navigation and mapping. It's like been their thing for forty years or some yeah, crazy yeah. amount of time like that. So. There's another thing that I really like about mm-hmm. the Wahoo that I didn't think I was going to like, but now Garmin has adopted as well, and that's the ability to program the computer using your phone. So yeah. when yeah. I first started playing with the Wahoo, when I first learned of them, and I, when I first learned how you set one up and it tells you that you have to do it exclusively on the phone, I'm like, that is really dumb. I want to be able to have full autonomy over being able to change whatever I want to do on the actual computer itself. And I carried that with me for some time until I actually set up my very first Wahoo to go take out for a ride. I set it up and I'm like, oh my God, that was easy. And yeah. it was instantaneous and it was it was beautiful. I'm like, I never want to do it on a bike computer again. So kudos, good to you uh, guys over there at Wahoo for coming up mm-hmm. with that. And then I had to go back and, and reprogram a Garmin because me, I always had problems with my 520 and I had problems with the 530s. I would get these uh, downloads that would come in for firmware updates. And for whatever reason, it would brick the thing. It would screw it up. It would add a bunch of data screens that weren't supposed to be there. It would change all my data fields. It did that to me all the time. I don't know if it was just sheer bad luck or what the case was. But at the end of the day, I found myself having to reprogram that stupid thing. And oh my gosh, that takes forever to set those things up. It's like sending a a QWERTY text to somebody from back in the day when you're alphanumeric text messages. It's kind of like that setting up a computer versus just using your phone. I can zip through it super quick and it was done. I find that finding the um, changing the metrics on the Garmin, it is very buried under like a lot of menus. When yes. you guys do that, it'll be, yeah. it, it's fine. It, it's cool that you can do it on your phone when you're setting things up. Um, I also like the fact that you can do it on the device or the phone. Correct. So you can literally be rolling and I can, especially if it's a touchscreen, you can kind of hold down a specific field yep. and then and change, change that field. Change the thing. Like, so, let's say you want to go from three seconds yeah. to five to 10 second power. You can just like yep. click yep. and then power 10 and, seconds. And that's where Garmin up the game. So they are the only device that's using touchscreen that I know of, the at least in the big three. I don't, I can't. Hammerhead Cruise touchscreen. Is it touchscreen as well? Okay. I haven't, I literally haven't taken it out of the box yet, but um, 
what I like about the the Garmin is though that you have that option. You can do the touchscreen thing, and that that's really nice. Wahoo doesn't have a touchscreen. You have to use your phone. Yeah. So having the ability just to simply touch the touchscreen and not have to go into any sub menu or whatnot, yeah. that that's a nice feature. Plus, you can also use your phone. So that's a great feature, and it's also a liability. And it's a horrible yeah. feature. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because like you know, droplet of sweat. Yeah, will, a droplet of sweat will activate a certain field and possibly change that field. At least yes. that was the case with the 830. Not, I don't know if it's better the with eight, the 840. The 840 is better. Um, you you can basically. As you should probably for big rides and races, you want to lock the screen. You hold the lock screen and you click lock. You can still swipe to change pages, so it doesn't fully lock the touchscreen. Yes, I don't get it. Like Garmin, come on, you got these beautiful buttons on your 840 now. Just, just use, use those, buttons. or yeah. just program to lock just the buttons like, or lock everything. The lock should lock everything yeah. exactly, and except for the buttons. I feel like that's that's where we need to be and. For some reason, they're like, it locks everything except for the swipe gesture to go from page to page. But you won't be able to change data fields. Data fields. Which yeah. is, it's good. It's just like, you you fixed it mostly. You fixed <laughs> right. it almost. You got, like, right. you got like 95% of the fix there, and you just, uh, I don't know. Mm. So, I mean, that's just a weird little gripe. But they, they're one of the few that has touchscreens, and I think they've done very well with it. Uh, I was using it in... A complete downpour. I should show you the video of this stuff. I don't think it made it into the final cut of the video, but it was like, it was like pouring down rain in our neighbor, like hailing. And I was like, joking with my wife. I'm like, I'm going outside to test this bike computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just absolutely getting poured on, and it just, it just worked. It still worked. Huh. It worked. I think so. DC Rainmaker had a similar clip in his. Um, he had a whole separate video. video. Yeah. 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 Where, where he's in Amsterdam. It was it raining, rains, yeah. and he was outside using the touchscreen, wearing a pair of gloves and raining, Ooh. and it still worked like 95%. Right. It worked really well, better than it did with previous models. Yeah. So maybe For they some reason, that. though, like, it's just like when you sweat right down on the computer, like you and I have just... And it just, and it it just, just drops, sits boop, on the computer. Just like, it just sits there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and we're going to change that data All of a sudden, it's like, yeah. But I think it's, if it were me and I was racing... A big race, I think it'd be worth locking the screen. That's what I ended up doing when I was using the Garmin all the time is I would have to remember, especially cyclocross races yep. with mud. Oh, yeah. I, I would have to remember to lock, to lock the screen. Yeah, and I think it's similar with, like, I have this problem with the Apple Watch. Like, if I go running, it does not lock the touchscreen. But if I'm running in the rain, I'm screwed because it's like... Water's going to hit your jacket. It's going it. to stop my run mid-run with my jacket covering it. I'm not going to know about it. So I get about a quarter mile of my run in here data-wise, yeah, and yeah. the rest is just gone. <laughs> yeah. So that's super frustrating. And so I've got to remember to lock the <clears throat> like to do the water lock on the Apple, on the Apple, Apple Watch. Watch. It, touch screens are, are good and bad. Yeah. It's just... It's the a, 840 touchscreen, that does have like... It, well, you can't like stop your ride... With the touchscreen, no. you have to use a physical button, right? right? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Because that would that would Garmin. Wreck yes, Garmin's that would pretty wreck smart. Yeah. Garmin's pretty smart with um, slides. It slides out uh, sideways. Yep. Sorry, I'm unboxing a hammerhead here, so yeah. I just wanted to take a peek at it. I unboxed mine yesterday, and the battery was completely dead. That doesn't. I, oh, no. I, I, had, I had to charge it before I could even. I like, feel like start it up. I think you guys are gonna like this device. Um, it is Hammerhead Crew. T the, one of their negatives is that the battery life is not fantastic. Com not competitive. We're talking like six hours. 
That's um, low. Super low. I That's mean, you can, really low. So you can change some settings and things like that and go much longer. Garmin is like 14? No, 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 no. It's like 24. Oh, really? 24. If you get the solar one, it can go up to like 32, depending on if you're getting enough. But this is just from, that's my memory. Maybe yeah. it's 26 without solar. Oh, I mean, maybe. it's really it's impressive. Really yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Again. This came out of the box with 56%. Oh, good. mine was completely dead. Yeah. Look at that screen. It's pretty yeah, nice. That's huh? pretty nice. Yeah. It's got the little graphic of a guy like riding, but it looks like an actual video. It, it, I mean, it's low res, but it's still kind of cool. It's like a little mini cell phone. It's, and that's really what they're in their minds. Like, if you talk to Hammerhead Crew as a company, they'll tell you, like, no, this is a cell phone. I mean, you can put a SIM card in this thing. Like, it is basically a cell phone as a bike computer. It's just the whole operating system is designed for biking. For biking. Yeah. Okay. It's well, interesting. It's an interesting co- concept. And that's why it doesn't link to your computer. It, like, they don't have, like, an app where it's, like, like a Garmin Connect app or what is Wahoo? Wahoo Element app where it's, like, you yep. can do this. No, they're, like, nope. It's This is the computer. This yeah. is supposed to be. That's their argument. I think it still could use a little app. We'll get into that okay. more in just a second. Um, buttons. Buttons. <laughs> That's another thing. It's not a deal breaker for me, but the, the Garmin button placement, it got a little bit better, but it's still not great. It's yep. still it's in the way. And if you think about where you put a bike computer. Front mount. Front computer. mount. A lot of the bike manufacturers are coming out with their own mount, mounting system. So yeah. you're not even using the one that comes with the, the Garmin, which used to be like highly coveted. Like, oh, you got the yeah. Garmin out front mount. But, you know, everybody makes them now. And a lot of the bikes are just integrating in there. So True. for me, it when it sits on my bike and I have it locked in, I wanted to have it tucked up as close to the bar as I possibly can and have it be nice, clean, neat, tidy, yeah. and yeah. the whole bit. The Garmin buttons are hard to get to. It's hard to reach down and touch them. Whereas the Wahoo, it's just right there on the top. There's three buttons on the top down. Those those buttons are excellent on the Wahoo devices. They're really good. Um, the Hammerhead Crew buttons are good. They're on the side at least. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it's touchscreen and it looks like it's got two buttons on the left and two buttons on the right. And it seems yeah. like it works pretty fine. Wahoo, yeah. Wahoo wins the button game. They do for sure. This Hammerhead is Kind of heavy compared to the uh, the Rome. It's a yeah, it's a beefy little computer. Also on the Wahoo, I mean, all of these devices, they all have that USB port, which again, like so. So we were talking about out front mounts. Mm-hmm. One of the things that some people do, I, I, it, I don't know if it's been a problem for any of us, but they charge their computers while they're riding. And if you have an out front mount, then any of these little USB ports, USB C. USB C ports, ports are going to be every single one of these are USB C. Yeah. It's tricky to, you know, Garmin does have a, a battery piece that can plug into the bottom, which is interesting. Yeah. I've never used that accessory, but um, it's a cool concept. That is pretty cool. Um, they're all USB C, though. That, that, yes, that's they good. are. So, yep. And yep. I think the last thing we've kind of already alluded to this a little bit is. <laughs> And we'll talk about this with a hammerhead too. Matt can maybe give us a little bit more insight because he's know. used it the most while. out of all of us. It's been a while. I really like the fact that um, Wahoo has a, a really nice app. It's very simple to use. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played with the Connect with the new computers yet, but when I wanted to load a route before using yeah. the the five thirty, I never really used the eight thirty. It was not a pain in the butt, but it just it seemed clunky. It just didn't seem like super cool. polished, if you will, yeah. to go like. You would start a route on Strava because that mm-hmm. was the primary way that I would bring my routes in there. You'd start, and then just to get that to sync with the computer so that you could select it to go for a ride. If you wait until the last minute, everybody's gonna be like, "Come on, man, hurry up! It's taking forever." We want, to, and you're just like, "I'm just waiting for the route to populate on my computer." Yeah. This kind of sucks. Versus the Wahoo, it's like it's like instantaneous into the app, 
and I can just click it on the app on my phone and say, mm-hmm. select this ride. It shoots it over to the computer. It takes a few seconds and it's like, boom, ready to go. Press start. Want to do this ride. Take you to the start of the ride. Whatever it is. And you're, you're off doing your route. It, it works pretty, pretty well on the Garmin, but Wahoo's route loading is just simpler. Yeah. It just seems to work a little simpler, you, but it still works well on the Garmin. You guys will have to play with the Garmin and see if that has changed. That changed. Because I'm not sure about the speed of of route loading. is it easy to push a route over real quick and just say hey start this route using the, the connect app or is it something that you a, have to do in the computer um no I, I think you start a route you know it shows up and shows up in your routes and you select navigate routes okay i don't know if you i don't know if you you, you wouldn't start the a route from the, the like phone if that makes sense. On the Garmin? On the Garmin. You, yeah. you still have to use the, use computer, the computer to select, to select the route. route and gotcha. Go. Is that what you do on the Wahoo? You're just like... You do you f- no, you find it on the phone in your courses. And then you say, like, I'm going to ride this route from your phone. And yeah, then it, and, and, then, it, and it sends it right to your... But then the computer, you don't have to, like, select a route on the computer? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's funny because I was literally testing Wahoo routing... Um, I don't know, a couple like last week or something like that. And I was like, come on, why is this not loading on my bolt? Yeah, you have to click on route, route. and then choose your route right. and then hit the hit the send button. Hit the select route button and it will send it to your device. And then you just have to press start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And as soon as it loads, it says Cause, it, do you want to route to the start? I was using yeah. David Goodman's bolt because I was comparing the bolt to the five thirty. And I was using David Goodman's Bolt, and so it had to. I had to select the route on the Wahoo device that oh. had been synced because yeah. it was a it was a pain because I didn't have his phone. You didn't have his phone. That's why it yep. didn't work right. Yep. Yep. They yep. won't show up unless you've unless you've sent it from your phone to the. Computer. But I have a Roam, so I'll test the. Yeah, I'll play with that. Cool. Play with that some more. So those are some of my uh, must-haves. Like it need needs to be. It would be nice if it had all those things mm. that we just went through. Anything else that you guys want to add to that, like kind of must have or what you guys are looking for in a bike computer that makes it like rock solid buttons, for you? Buttons, baby, buttons. I don't know. <laughs> buttons, buttons baby. Um, is there any sort of things that are more specific to mountain biking? Uh, I'm just trail like- names. Trail. It's not. It's not a must-have, but it certainly is helpful if you're if you're if you're not riding a route and you're just free riding trails. Do you and guys you're in a new area? You guys don't care at all about Garmin's like weird mountain biking metrics. Nope. You care about the, your jump the, time. The, nope. The people that do the downhill stuff probably, probably do. Yes. Do. Yeah. And there's 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 flow and grit. There's flow and grit, mm-hmm. which I'm not really sure what it means. Uh, okay, so and I'm a mountain biker. I'm, I'm guessing it's like how quickly you can move through tight corners. Grit is like the technicalness of the trail, and flow is the um, how how smooth you're handling it. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm basically. not doing downhill routes. I'm doing XC. yeah. I'm doing yeah, yeah. cross country stuff, and that's always that's much tamer than the than the downhill stuff. Is there anything? I mean, besides trail names, is there anything that you miss on the Wahoo? You you use your Wahoo. Well, Wahoo has trail forks now. It yeah, does, true. but like the names don't like come up on the computer oh, while really? you're looking. Yeah, Was and that a- happens with the Garmin, or I haven't been able to get them to come up. And huh. I'm I'm integrated. Yeah, interesting. So, have, do you? I mean, you still grab your Wahoo though when you go mountain biking. Um, I have lately because um, I was 
Because I stole your 530. Because you had my 530. I'm like, I don't own any bike computers. And, I just steal them from everyone else. And like I permanently switched the mount on my oh, yeah. on my bike. And, and so it was a like a hassle. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use the Wahoo. Yeah. So, so I, I, mean, you I kind of fully switched you get your to the distance Wahoo. And you get your, you get your speed, yep. which you don't care about that and much. And I, I want to know uh, climbs. I, you know, the, how long is this climb that I'm riding on? And so I'm usually downloading a route, especially if I'm in a race. I've got a route mm. on. Yeah. But looks like I don't have to do that anymore. Lance just made a comment. I want to ask you guys about this. Why is it that Wahoo and Garmin have to have the same mount, but Wahoo's is just rotated 90 degrees? It, does it have something to do with it's some legal, sort of legal, legal thing. thing? Yeah. I, I mean, I made a stupid comment a in a video and I got a lot of colorful commentary uh so it's it's the actual mount part is garments patented that piece sure and so uh the the actual like receiver side mm -hmm. they did not patent and so that's like why all these third parties can like make their different mounts sure uh but this other piece here where it actually you know the actual the bit on the back of the computer like the male part versus the female part yeah, exactly uh but that that part is like garmin patent and so if they if wahoo wanted to use it they would have to pay garmin to do that which i think some companies do like stages stages oh, has really? done that huh i don't know if stages has to pay like a penny per computer that they sell to garmin for that weird little mounting patent i have no idea but um yeah and then i think that there are other companies that do it and just don't care that Garmin has a patent. Like I feel like there's like, a fair come at me, bro. Yeah, I know. There's 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 interesting like companies from I don't know. It's not all China, but like that's where I see all these <laughs> things coming from. It's like we don't care. We're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna crap gonna all over it. We're gonna crap all over your patent and not care about it. <laughs> it sure would be nice if they could get on the same page though, because it's a it's a hassle having so, to rotate things yeah. or getting different inserts or all the yep. fun and, little things. And so Wahoo can sell a separate piece. Mm -hmm. where it clicks onto this and, and they it, do and they do and i can't remember it's like eight bucks or something 12 bucks and then same thing for hammerhead crew they actually have a piece that comes with it that can slide in here you can see it it'll be in your box but it'll slide into here and it'll mount with garmin so you have a choice of using the hammerhead crew mount which kind of slides onto the mount versus or a little plastic piece that slides in here and then it can connect it adapts to, garmin. to it. Oh, okay does so it use the same pieces. garmin adapter and are they paying for a little do they, i don't know do piece they of money for, yeah it, it may be that so there was some like, we'd have to go back like 10 years to, to look at the history of this, but Garmin sued a whole bunch of people. There was a whole bunch of like lawsuits about this particular quarter turn mount stuff. And so it may be that the line is drawn when, um, when you have an attachment that goes onto your computer versus having your computer have the mount itself. Oh. That might be like the line in the sand yeah, where, I don't know. I, I think this is, a, this is an us problem. I don't think this is a problem that most people deal with because they're Cause usually they, they only buy using computer. one computer yeah. and using right. it. It's it's an issue for us because we're swapping computers all the time because we're well, testing and well, for the out. longest time it was a, the situation was that all of the mounts were Garmin specific that you mm -hmm. could buy all the aftermarket stuff and none of them would work with Wahoo. As a matter of fact, I'd see people riding with their Wahoo and it was turned yeah. <laughs> you know sideways. Sideways. Well, sideways and yeah. you're like, what are you what doing are you there? Doing? Oh, well, it's because it doesn't work. And then finally they came out with the adapter on there and then you could adapt it, but. I don't know, it just seems kind of dumb. But it can you liken this to like GoPro, like their mounting system that they mm -hmm. use for the GoPros? Exactly. Didn't yeah. that patent run out and now everybody, mm -hmm. or a lot of people use it? Or I think the original um, piece was that they wanted it to be an open kind of standard. Oh. So it's like this kind of like two-prong thing for GoPros and then a screw on the side and it's, it's open. And they did that so that like anyone can make these GoPro mounts and... 
those are kind of the standard. Yeah. For I mean, you look at other it's action the whole cameras. Action camera industry. It's that is that's the, the connection. Yeah. 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 Yep. As a matter of fact, that comes on bits and pieces for the out front mounts from uh, from. Uh, BMC, the BMCs that we yes. saw. Oh, so yeah. like one of yeah. the little... It has a GoPro mount. Yeah, well, they use nice. a GoPro mount for their out front mount too. That's what yeah. the out front mount attaches to is like a GoPro style yeah. mount. And then you, there's even a lower mount that Garmin has used for like their light. That if you want to put on the Garmin yes. light or if you want to put on a GoPro or what have you. Their light does have a GoPro, yeah. GoPro mount connector. Yeah. 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 So GoPro's playing nice. Garmin, come yeah. on. I mean, okay, <laughs> right. so I, I do think that people play nice so that you know, the, the parts that they're going to patent, they want it to be a certain way where it's like, well, all the mount stuff is like, yeah, we'll let that go because we want you to have something that works with our computer. Yeah. And then we're going to patent the part that's like, that's the computer part so that yeah. other companies can't use all of these freely available mounts or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, but all so they're all, forcing people do is to come up with all kinds of other little weird pieces little of pieces that junk that, and then that just ends up. I don't know. <laughs> it ends up being waste, and it ends up being does stuff it, that breaks or does it make it bad for, for the environment. Their competitors have a worse user experience. Yeah, potentially. So that's I think that's yeah. a competitive advantage that Garmin is doing. Is it the right way to compete with your competitors? I don't think so, but whatever. Yeah. It, it, is it, what is it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. What are some deal breakers? Well, we talked about you know computers that don't work with a cycling radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about. Um, Buttons and touchscreens and things like that. I, I don't Just bad ergonomics in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, weight, big, clunky, huge for, for some people. Yep. Weight is going to be a deal breaker. Yeah. Like they won't. They're not going to get the the Rome or the Hammerhead Carew. Those or are the, just too or big. Ten forty. We talked, we, we talked to Dylan Johnson. Remember, he was like kind of reluctantly saying that he was like, "I'm a weight weenie. I am not going to have a big computer on the right." And I think he uses the Rome now. I think after we suggest, maybe you suggested it to him. I think mm. he switched over to the Bolt. Yeah. Yeah. So, so weight could definitely be something. Hmm. The GPS isn't accurate. Yeah, where it's not connecting, that's yep. a deal breaker. Yeah. Poor yep. mapping. Um, yep. So you just got done using the stages. Does that have good routing mapping? All okay. that fun stuff on it. The mapping is excellent. The navigating the map is not good. So it's um, it's tough. You know, one of the things I love about the Wahoo computers is it's very easy to zoom in and out on the map. Right. Because there's buttons. Big you, buttons. There's a zoom out button and a zoom in button. And you can just like. It's straightforward. Yeah, it's really it's, straightforward. Which is important because, it's again, it's not a touchscreen. And I do find touchscreens to be extremely helpful when it comes to mapping situations across you, all these devices, across yeah. watches, across bike computers, whatever. Like mat, like maps just need to be touched. Yes, you can zoom, you can pinch with your yeah. fingers or zoom out with your fingers. And yeah. so, if you're if you're buttons only, then dang, you better have a very nice, smooth interface. And I think Wahoo does. I think they do a good job with it. So, hmm. what do you guys think about the hammerhead when it comes to the whole no app and okay, uploading this- rides is a major pita. This is kind of an issue for me because um, if you're using a hammerhead computer, um, it only uploads the route if you're connected to a Wi-Fi that you've always remembered. So that's usually at home, right? Mm -hmm. So your ride isn't going to upload until you drive all the way home unless you pay extra for the SIM card and it will upload from wherever you are if there's a cell signal. But then you have to pay... 
a monthly fee for it's the, like three or four bucks a month or something like I that. I don't isn't even it? know how much it is, but then you I have mean, to have a SIM, a SIM card. card so yeah. yeah, so you have to pay for something extra. Um, this is gonna be a pain for you. Like I, you're just on the road, right? And and, and drive you crazy. Most of the time, you know, if if I'm gone or if I'm out, I'm lo- I'm uploading my stuff at the van. I'm not mm-hmm. uploading it. Do you have like wait till I get what home? Do you, do you like share your Wi-Fi from your phone for? Like, how do you use your computer or your iPad or... I don't use my computer. You don't have a hotspot? Yes, I do have a hotspot. So that doesn't work with the Karoo? It should. It'd be like, connect to this Wi-Fi access point and go. It should, like, connect to... like if your I phone. share my your, your my wife. phone, my my Wi-Fi yeah. hotspot, okay, so that work. that could work. Okay, that's something we're gonna have to test out. Yeah. I was under the impression that that didn't work, but I I don't have absolute confirmed knowledge that that it does yeah. or doesn't. So I I don't know. I just I, I just think that that's just it's it's trying a little bit too hard. Yep. Hammerhead needs to yeah. just like get off the high horse and be like, you know what? Develop an app. Have an app. It yeah, doesn't yeah. need to be. It doesn't need to be super complicated. If your computer does ninety five percent of things, then that's great. Let that let it happen. But just cover the rest of it. Like Wahoo's app, their Element app is not that complicated. No, it just does a couple things. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Hammerhead should do. Like Garmin's is a little bit more thick. Yeah, not in a good way. <laughs> and cumbersome. Garmin's she, app she, is she pretty thick. <laughs> so and, and another oh, thing is like man. when I'm done with a ride too, like. A lot of times you're not at home. I mean, no, I'm sitting at the trailhead. I'm trailhead. sitting in my van. And like, I'm at a race. You want to like, you want to pull it up. You want to see what you did. You want to post it over to Strava. Like, how did I do on that segment? You want to see what your your power numbers were. You want to see how long. Just all of the little things. You want to see that. And like this hammerhead, I'm sure you can dig in there and look at the details on the actual unit itself. But it would be nice just to be able to pull up your phone where it's a little bit bigger, easier to scroll through, yeah. easier to see, and it's already gonna push out and. You can upload your ride to Strava. And I, I guess at the end of the day, that really doesn't matter too much that it's not updated to Strava. It doesn't have to happen right away for most of us, not named Lance Hapler. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it would be kind of nice if it was just there. I mean, you don't want to have to wait around. You don't want right. to have to think about that later, like, oh, crap, I forgot to port over my thing. I forgot to connect it. I just want it to happen. And the fact that with a Wahoo and a Garmin, it as soon as you're done, it pushes right over your phone, and it's everywhere, and it's done. You're like, okay, moving on for the rest part of my day. Now, I'm, I may be a bit more of a freak than most people, but I want to look at ride data immediately. Yeah. You know, and it's usually on Strava that I want to look at ride data because – especially after a race, mm-hmm. because I want to see the segments and how did I do a certain segment compared to my competitors? Yeah. Did I did I gain ground on that segment or did I lose ground on that segment? Was it a single track trail or what, was it downhill? Was it uphill? How much time did I lose on the uphill? How much time did I gain on the downhill? I want to look at all those segments and I usually want to do it almost immediately post-race yeah. while I remember... Yeah, where the segments are, you yeah. know. So, but that's true. But oh, then boy. I'm with the hammerhead. You see where they're going, but if you play it out to the end and you look at like just the usability of it, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Now, I still need to use it. Still need to see how it works and and give like an honest like bit of feedback. I could be wrong. Like I was wrong about the Wahoo app having mm-hmm. to be the thing that programmed yeah. the computer. Yeah, that was a good change. That was a good change. I'm yeah. Like, okay, I. I I'm I'm happy to say that I was wrong, and this is a good setup. I and think you'll like this device. I think that you you're just gonna be like, I like this device. There's some things I don't like about it. Battery life. I wish it had an app where you could easily sure. upload stuff, but 
night, a lot of times when I do finish at home, it auto uploads everything and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Don't have to think about it. Yeah. I think that there are just, there's just going to be a couple places where you're like, it's close. You're going to be like, this is close. Yeah. I mean, the I things that matter the most to me are just the usability of this device on a day-to-day basis. Is it making me do more things that I want to do? Is it making me have to think about or remember things or do things differently than what I do and not in a good way? You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. it's like to be challenged to do things a different way to make you better in the long run. Sure. But I just don't feel like it's taking me down that path. I feel like it's it's trying too hard to be different. Yeah. I, I see where you're going. Just develop a damn app for it. I mean, if you want it to be a, a phone as well, and you think that that's got some sort of a, an upside advantage to it, that's fine. Give people an option to have an app, though, because the app itself... Should be an option. Yeah, should be an option. And then that just makes life a lot easier for being able to push out to all the different platforms, whether it be Training Peaks or Strava or whatever. I think it makes it just easier in general. And then the, the next question is, is like, if I wanted to connect a route to this and I get out to where I'm going to go do my route... And let's say that there's no cell or no Wi-Fi for it to connect to, and mm-hmm. I forgot to upload. Is it am I screwed, or That's does it store point. store all the data there? And it does. I don't have an app to connect to. I I can't connect it to my cell phone, and who knows if the hotspot thing works? I mean, how do you upload a route? I guess we'll figure that out. If you're all, if you're remote, how yeah. do you upload a route to the? Yeah. Wi- it's all Wi-Fi head. unless you have the cellular. That was a frustration. Play, no, <laughs> you, you guys will have to play with this and see see where the headaches are. Do you think that, well, Wahoo, not Wahoo, I'm sorry, uh, Hammerhead is owned by SRAM now. They bought them, yes. what, a year and a half ago or so? Oh, I was going to say about a year, yeah. A year, year and a half ago. There's some funny things about that that we should talk about too. Sure, talk with, about it. Well, okay, so um, Shimano used to, I mean, Shimano has this, like, e- their shifting profile yeah. that's on all the bike computers. You can see what gear you're in. Yeah. You can see all the details. You can actually, it's all it's all recorded into the uh, .fit file, so you can see that stuff later. You can see where things were shipped. Very cool stuff, very cool feature. They disallowed that feature only on the Hammerhead Carew <laughs> after the purchase. Oh, really? Yeah. SRAM did. They, no, Shimano. Shimano did. Oh, Shimano did. They're, Shimano. They're... Oh, because, because SRAM bought... They they required they required that Hammerhead Carew remove it from their bike computer, <laughs> and Hammerhead Carew had to like that was part of their developer agreement. They had to remove it, and so people there are people on the Hammerhead Carew device. They're like, I'm not going to do update thirteen point seven because I don't want to lose my shifting details. And That's then there's and then there's hacks around it where you because you can this is an Android device you can sideload apps. So really? there are people. Wait, go back to the shifting thing. Okay. Do you guys? I look at my cassette to see what gear I'm in. I don't look at my computer. You can, you can look at your computer. I know, but you want to look back. You want to look at back for that's traffic. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I look do. at my cassette. Me too. Me too. <laughs> what do you guys do? The same. I don't go to my app, to, but there are some. <laughs> it's not something you look at very often, but you can go back and look at like how many shifts did I make? What gear was I in? What gear was I oh, making yeah. certain kinds of watts in? And you know, like what was my cadence in this particular gear combination and what was my gear rate? Like you can get all of that data. And if you want to nerd out, it, it it's kind of fun. I haven't really played with that much though, since I switched over to, um, to SRAM. I used to look at that stuff a little bit more frequently when I was yeah. writing on the DI2 stuff, but it, it's there. It's something you can play with. All right. But <laughs> <laughs> Evan Price is interested in joining the podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of Evan Price. He, uh, who is that? He, a long time ago, he used to be on this podcast. <laughs> you guys keep talking about this. I'll see if I can get him connected. See if it's possible. Okay, so what but, do you what do you think about 
what do you think about the climb pro features or okay. the the climber features compared to on I have three some, computers i have some theories and this is because i haven't played with it enough i haven't i haven't done the work yet before i can because i want to make a video about comparing the three climbing features on, on it's hammerhead Karoo and garmin in the wahoo those hammerhead are the hammerhead like started it uh yeah. garmin finally adopted it with his latest their their latest computers a month ago yep and now with Wahoo's update that came out today, the version two Rome and Bolt also have this free ride feature. My theory is that, like, I'm not even sure about this, but I think Wahoo might do it the best of the three. We're gonna f test all of this stuff. Like where climbs finish, where climbs start. I think you're gonna see things like, they're all gonna do it differently, right? Because they're figuring this stuff out on the fly. We think you're going this way. Here's where we think this hill starts. Here's where we think it ends. So you're going to get three different starts, three different yeah, finishes. They'll all be a little bit different. They're all going to be a little yeah. different. How, and, and Garmin has some bugs too, right? And so it's going to be like, um, the longer you bike, there may be issues with it getting off kilter. Like it may start to tell you that you're on the 8% grade part when you're really on the 12% grade part. Yeah. The, that stuff is tricky to do with elevation. And so... I think it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, which one of the three is the best, which one is performing in our, and it's sub, it's subjective, right? Because does this, does Jake's Hill end here? Does it end at his house? Does it end over, you yeah, know, right. a, a block around that the way? Yeah. And, and so I, I think what we, we should do is like ride the three devices and be like, I think that this one does it best. And it's going to be an, I think thing. It's not going to be like, this is the best. Right. Could Guess be. what, guys? We're trying to call the one and only. Oh, is it the one and only? Who is this? Is this? Who dis? All right. So, so today on the Dial Podcast, Evan talks you through his grocery trip mid race <laughs> vacation. <laughs> so, race are you in, are you in the are you in the store right now, Evan? Oh, we're in the thick of it right now, boys. So what we got here is we got some. Yutani sweet Italian sausage tortellini, the oh. family size. Must buy. Just me. Okay, that's a, wait. That's a must buy. <laughs> Evan, back up. Where are you and what are you doing? Okay, so where I am in the great country of America, I feel like I'm Lance Hepler, actually. I'm like on location <laughs> after traveling through completely no cell reception locations when I thought you guys were going to call me. So. We drove, I had a race in St. Petersburg, Florida on Sunday, and then hopped in the car the next day, drove to Savannah, Georgia to meet a buddy. And then today we have been driving all day from Savannah, Georgia up to Wilmington, North Carolina, which is a drive through absolute BFE, South Carolina, North Carolina. <laughs> but it is but it is a gorgeous drive, and it is an amazing, amazing weather day here. I'm not sure if oh, any good. of you have ever been to Wilmington, North Carolina, but this is actually one sure. of my favorite cities I've been to. This place <laughs> wow. is awesome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> cool. no, this place is really cool, actually. It really is. But uh, just got to swim in, got the bike at a bike shop called City Bike Co., which is an awesome group here that's doing the pro field mechanics for the race, this, this race. So. We are in the grocery shop across the street. Where, where did you swim in Wilmington? One more time. Where did you swim? Um, so I swam at the YMCA here because apparently there's not a lot of pools, but we're going to swim right. open water tomorrow in a place where apparently a lot of people go swim open water. Like just in the, what is a like finger river that comes out from the ocean? Is that called an estuary? Sure. 
Lance. Okay. Bay. So, so it's like a bunch of estuaries around here, basically. Right. But that's that's where we're going to swim tomorrow. Is like right along a bunch of boat docks that has like yes. a really really cool. Okay. It's called it's swimmer. called a crocodile pond, is what it's called. <laughs> I've, exactly. I've, exactly. Evan, I think I've swam there before. Oh, I, <laughs> I think I've swam there before, and I remember it being extremely salty. Good luck. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> okay. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, harsh. though. There is oh, so in St. Petersburg. I hopped in the ocean for the day before the race, and I'm swimming. It's beautiful. It's great. All of a sudden, I look down. Some skirts out from under, me, and I'm like, "All right, that's a little bit scary." That's a large animal, and we're in the water, and I'm terrified of seals. But, so, but what it was, I swim, keep on swimming, and all of a sudden all these stingrays are out in front of me and I can see them all. And I'm not lying to you guys. It was like a hundred stingrays and they all completely scatter as soon as I come out over them. The oh, most okay, that's pretty cool. terrifying four seconds of my entire life was really, really cool. Yeah, I think you was... need to say that whole story over again, but in the tone of <laughs> Crocodile Hunter, Steve Irwin. This is, I, I had that thought in my head for a second. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die, right? That's like this is, they're going to kill me. Yep. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a little more oh. unique of a situation than what Evan's doing. Yeah, so, well. but, yeah. All right, real oh, quick, my God. Yeah. real quick, Evan, we're yes. just going to put the cherry on top of the topic and, and wrap that up real quick. And then we're going to jump into a backpedal. Yes. Do you have a few minutes to stick around so you can backpedal for us oh absolutely right. i had probably the well, worst oh, race of my hold, entire hold pro on. career yesterday okay. oh, no. hold, hold on that's well, going to be that we're going to base that teaser let us finish the topic <laughs> real quick i just want to ask the guys one more question oh, you can jump in on this real quick first, yep and then we'll we'll do the yep. backpedal let you go first all right guys so the the question is from me to you guys is we're going to be i'm just going to call it the big three because we're not testing these other three <laughs> um clunkers that we talked about if that's what they are but the wahoo the hammerhead and the garmin head units of the three we're going to all do our testing you guys probably have a favorite in your mind and we're going to say that that favorite is the it's their race to lose who are you hoping comes out on top who are you using who do you think is going to be the best of the three that we're we're going to be testing okay i hate to say this but i hope that the touchscreen garmin comes out on top okay because the touchscreen makes it so much simpler to navigate things. Okay. So that's that's what I hope. But as of right now, especially since Wahoo updated the firmware this morning and it now has free ride climbing, mm -hmm. I mean... It's their, their race to it's lose? It's their race to lose. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wow. What about I you, Matt? I think I'm kind of the opposite of Lance. I hope that Wahoo crushes it with this climb feature. I love the ergonomics, so I want them to have like the best features. I think it's Garmin's to lose. I think they're on top. I think that they sell more devices, obviously. I think they have a gazillion more features buried under a million different menus, but they've got a lot more features. So opposite of, of Lance, as usual. And I will Perfect. say, I hope that Wahoo makes it happen, but I, I think it's Garmin's to lose. What do you say, Evan? You didn't. You weren't a part of the conversation, but I'm, which, which I'm computer gonna... reigns supreme with you these days? Wahoo, oh, absolutely, Wahoo. Wahoo, and I and I and I just get to one hundred percent agree with Matt, who would be the one I'd side with anyway. So mm, I just agree fair. with Matt. Yes, oh yeah, go Matt. Oh, I hope I like the eight forty touchscreen. I don't need the solar, but I hope I like it. But for me, right now, it's still I. I the computer that I pick up the most right now is the Wahoo Roam. Yep. I really like that computer. It is a little bit bigger than the Bolt, but I've actually come to like it, and I, I haven't missed using the Bolt. And I think that it's a, a great little device. That's the one that I'm picking right now to be the the one to win the race, and it's their race to lose. So yeah. that's my two cents. Cool. Fair enough. Anything else on that? Nice. 
<laughs> All right. Well, then let's go ahead and jump into some backpedaling. Uh, Evan Price, Mr. Pro Triathlete, tours the world, doing the world tour here. Um, what happened this I past weekend? I forgot that we do these at the... I forgot that yeah, we do these at the it. end of the, of the, the podcast now, guys. I'm not sure if I can emotionally deal with this right now that we're doing this at the end. <laughs> you had a bad race? I haven't heard anything. So, you know, there were, there, were, there were a lot of – so I'm doing back-to-back race weekends. So the, the goal is the second race being the one that, that, that is the most important. That's, that's the half iron. That's a race against a lot of mid-pack guys in White Lake, North Carolina. So – that's the race that is pretty important for me. Yeah. The first race is just a bucket list one. Anybody who knows anything about triathlon knows that St. Anthony's has been a, a pro race for, I think like it, this was the 40th anniversary of this race. Oh, wow. So it was, yeah, I know 40 years, right? It was, it's, it's such a staple. It was great to get on the start list with a guy like Jason West right now, who's, you know, gonna, gonna go over to Ibiza and have an amazing race and do well. So it, it was it was a bucket list where I'm like, why not? We'll do it since it's close to this white lake. So we get there and there's a massive thunderstorm and tornado warning before the swim uh, the day before. So they end up canceling the swim, which kind of sucked because it's an awesome ocean swim. But it's also and good. Then, for, it's also good for you, though, sir. I I need well it it in theory it was but <laughs> I really have not been training my top end run speed like I was last year. So this. This race now becomes a 2K run, or actually it, it was a 1.5-mile run. They got the distance wrong. All of our GPSs had it at 1.5 miles instead of 2K. So it was 1.5-mile run, 40K bike, and then 10K run. And this was a lot of ITU guys, former uh, ITU guys and current ITU guys. So, I mean, that run, we went out. My first mile was 454, which is just really spicy. And the group that was eight guys went out in 445 that I should have tried to stay with, but I held back a little bit, just didn't feel good on race day. And just, I knew that that pace was too hot and then got onto the bike, felt good to start was with a couple guys and then hit a couple huge bumps and my saddle slipped down, which is always, you know, the world's oh, worst excuse. Is there, tough. is there any worse, is there any worse excuse than being the guy that's like, Oh, my saddle slipped, you know, that's why the power's not there. But, it did absolutely affect my ability to hold arrow. There were 30 mile an hour gusts the whole day. So all of a sudden my bike fit did not feel safe. So I was kind of glorified soft pedaling it in the rest of the 40 K got onto the 10 K and just didn't really have, have the, the gumption, I guess you could say, and just kind of cruised it in. So not the greatest race day, but we're in North Carolina. Things are feeling better. It was, I'm glad we did say A's, but definitely not the race i was um i uh, think i had the fitness for so we'll we'll get through white lake and kind of see where we're at fitness wise after this but nice how are you looking for this weekend do you have any uh any goals obviously to go as fast as you possibly can yeah. but is there anything that you're like striving for um you, you know honestly i i've I'm kind of trying to take a little bit of the pressure off myself because in a race like this there's a chance i could be pretty far up the field, but I'm yeah. trying to take that pressure off myself and just go out and have, have a good race. I know that on this course I can go well under four hours if I have a good day. So that's, that's more my goal is, is race this like an individual time trial and just know that I, if I race my race, I can get, I can get pretty deep into this field. So it's kind of what I've been wanting you to try for a long time is just like, just time trial it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just not not respond to the race dynamics around me. Yeah, and and in a race like Oceanside, you really can't do that. And in a race like St. A's, I really couldn't do that. So this race is fully go out there, race my own race. And I I know I can swim fast right now. I'm swimming great. I know I can put out, you know, I can can bike pretty quick at the moment. And I think I can run 115, 116. So we will try to put that all together in the same day for once. Yeah, I hope you have a good run off the bike. That yeah. Would, yeah. And I think kind of individual time trialing the bike, you get to really control your effort a little bit better than if you're trying to stay with a group of eight guys. Gotcha. You've um, alluded to the the notion that we are traveling. Who are you traveling with? Uh, so my mom actually came down to do Sainé's as well and White Lake. So she's going to do both races. She's back racing this year, which is awesome. And I very, very rarely get to uh, race with her anymore. So it's great that she's, she's coming down and doing it. And, um, uh, Cassie is back home. She wasn't able to get off off work, which is fine. But it is it's it's better than me doing the trip completely solo, which would have been just an absolute adventure. So gotcha. I actually got to yep. kind of race with Cassie a little bit this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's what she was telling me, and she she had she had a lot of fun down there, and then did PIR the next day. I think yeah. too. So she's she's doing a lot of road racing right now. I need to. I might. I'm not going to say this. Well, no, I'll just say on the podcast, just to, I might be able to get back in time on Monday to completely unbeknownst to my coach race uh, PIR the day after White Lake. Oh, wow. So I that think I might try to get there with You're Cassie, a... at least at least to go and watch Cassie. But I think I might hop in the four or five race or something like that. That could we'll be interesting. See. I was actually kind of almost thinking about going out next week as well. Maybe we'll see. Oh, do it. I'm, do trying, it. To, I'm trying to do be there it. too. I think I'm going to be there too. But really? you're racing two gravel races yeah. this weekend. So I am racing two gravel races Saturday and Sunday, and then PR Monday. Yeah, there you go. Triple header. <laughs> Triple header. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got some time Matt, to stick Matt, around? You want to hop out for? Sure. Matt, you want to hey, hop on PIR? PIR? Matt, have you ever done PIR before? No, I've never done PIR. No? That'd be fun. Yeah. Matt, Matt, if I'm doing it, just come out. I'll, I'll text Chris and be like, Matt, Matt needs one hall pass just to come out for a bike race. And you and me can just ride together. Sure. It'll be great. (laughs) (laughs) You got some time to stick around, Evan, or you need to scoot? Sure. We are just about done the grocery store, but I still got time. No worries. Gotcha. All right. Let's, uh, let's continue on with the backpedal, Matt. You got some backpedaling for us? Oh, this weekend was tough because I had six kids. I had no, no like wife to help out with stuff. So I was taking kids to swim meets and not exercising very much. Wiping noses, hopefully I, not backsides. I and think I ran seven days in a Evan would be proud of me. Actually, it's good to have Evan on the podcast, but I think I ran seven days in a row last week, which is stupid. Nice, for me. man. Nice. Just, just no, lots of, you know lots of little runs. I'm glad you could do it, though. Yeah, yeah I'm glad yeah. you could do it. Lots of little runs. Good. It's You know, you, you and I have talked about this. It's about, you know, building up the tolerance, the tissue tolerance that, yeah. that we can get there. And so... A lot of like little two milers, little three milers. I think maybe like a four, five miles is probably the longest I've gone so far. And so I'm super happy. That's great. I'm happy to be running and I'm swimming decently right now. So, so life is good. Excellent. Just got to get on that bike. Got to race PIR. We always say that you need to put something on the calendar. Matt, let's put something on the calendar for you. Okay. Well, triathlon. I need to, I'm trying to an find, I'm actually trying to find a triathlon, <laughs> an ultra marathon. I'm trying to find a triathlon <laughs> that fits with our swim schedule, which yeah. has been tricky because there's a race in Bend that I could do that would fit, but it's Oh, also, Matt, come down to Packcrest. If I, you can come down to Packcrest, I'll be uh, down there and I have a space that you could stay. I would love to. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. I still think we need to get him on a gravel bike and 
do a gravel something. Have That'd him dip fun. his toe, even just like oh, a gravel fondo, like the one we down cool? at Goldale. Yeah, it'll be cool. Huh. Some sort of gravel triathlon race. That's uh, I think Jan Ferdino is like pushing one in Kansas somewhere, yep. and it looks amazing. That's what I want to try. I want to try some sort of like trail triathlon race. Hag Lake has one. Yeah, they have two day. They're the largest terrace. I'm more mountain bike. Yeah, it's more mountain bike. Hundred percent more mountain bike. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how those trails are. Are they hard? They're not hard. They're just. Would they be hard for me? No, I could do it. But it's definitely a mountain bike. (laughs) I got a mountain bike. Yeah, you do have a mountain bike. It would work. All right. Yeah. That's that's we're putting something on the count. That's actually could be a two day race because you could race on the roads on one day. And Put your race day. promoter hat on and, and come up with a nice little uh, race gravel, here. Gravel race. Oh, I bet you there's 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 probably some potential there. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Ooh. Last call in the grocery Last store. Last call in the grocery store. <laughs> Clean up on aisle four. <laughs> I was just I was just hoping you guys were just going to mute me at this point. <laughs> Lance. Hepler raced yeah. his mountain bike this weekend. How'd it go, Lance? Oh, dude, I did the Coast Hills Classic, and uh, this traditionally has been a very muddy race, but with warm weather all week, the trails were actually in pretty good condition. So we're pretty lucky that the trails were in pretty good condition. Good enough that like my lap times were like 15 minutes faster per lap because of trail conditions. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. It's notorious nice. for being just like greasy, wet, slimy, yes. muddy. And there was still greasy, slimy, muddy corners that, yeah. that you had to like be very careful of. Did you go down at all? I did not. Oh, nice! You put in a ride on the spark, and you didn't crash. I'm <laughs> I so did a proud ride of on you. The spark, <laughs> the I first didn't time. crash me. I didn't crash on it. First time we're here. So yeah, a super fun course. Um, I raced the Cat Two Fifty to Fifty Nine field. We had the biggest field of the day, so quite a few people there. Um, but uh, luckily, I had some teammates in there with me: um, Mike Hamness and Brian Wise, and Chris Surratt was in the Clydesdale division, but they started with us. And so the whistle blew and me and Surratt and Hamness just drilled it because there was like 400 meters to the first single track. And um, I made it in the single track first. I got the whole shot into the single track and uh, Surratt and Mike were right behind me. And maybe I shouldn't say this, but uh, during that uh, next single track section, I kind of drilled it and uh, Mike and Chris didn't drill it as hard and so i ended up getting a huge gap <laughs> so, oh, wow. so i got i kind of got away from everybody else which was which was kind of fun and so this is a two-lap course each lap was about 10 miles and 1500 feet of climbing so kind of yeah it's punchy difficult yeah. punchy yeah punchy difficult climbs when i was coming into the near the end of the first lap a guy caught me and passed me that i didn't know who he was and looking at him, I was fairly certain he was in my age group. Uh-huh. And I thought, what? who was that? I thought I was way off. I thought I was way out in front. And so we were coming through the finish area to start the second lap. And Mike Ripley was standing there taking video. And this guy was on Mike Ripley's Adventure Squad team. Oh, wow. Slinger okay. Adventure Squad team. And so the guy goes through about 15 seconds ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I come up to Mike Ripley, who runs a lot of these other races. He wasn't running this race. And he and he goes, Lance, you got some competition today. And I'm like, Mike, who is that guy? He's like, that's Rocky. That's my boy. You leave him alone. <laughs> Don't chase him down. I'm like, oh, man, it's on. So I took... Uh, 
I made a huge effort at the start of the second lap and ended up getting on his wheel. And uh, I, I eventually got around him and ended up dropping him. And I put five minutes into him in the second lap. So Ooh. I was pretty motivated. Motivated. I thought he was going to catch me again because he was a better bike handler than me. He, he, could, he, could, he could pick lines in downhill better than I could. Wow. But because uh, I followed him on a few trails, you know, on the first lap, and I'm I'm like, well, that's dude, okay. you are ripping it. I'm loving following your lines. I always talk to these people; they probably hate it. Is it kind of like a Terry Hamness, Mike Hamness esque? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, and it turns out that guy like raced for Haro in Japan like 20 years ago. Oh wow. And and is a yeah. Anyway, so I ended up coming across the line, and I won the 50 field. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Woo. So so that was kind of exciting. So it, it actually went pretty well for me. So, uh, yeah. So what have I done? Seven races for Obra so far this year. It's a lot. I've it's won lot. six of them. So maybe that's too much. Maybe. It's a lot of bike racing, dude. It's a lot of bike racing, and I'm freaking <clears throat> loving it. That, dude, I've got the new that new SRAM transmission on oh, the Spark. You got that? Oh, I did. Did it come with the Spark? It did not. We upgraded that. He knows somebody. I Yeah. Did yeah, the transmission. Out? Do you ever just, it, when you're like, when you're done with your race, do you just stand on the, uh, dude, the rear derailleur? It freaking just... ripped. It was fantastic. You I'm think... talking, it changed the way, it changed the way I raced because you can just, you can shift whenever. You don't have to like unweight your pedals at all to make sure it shifts smooth. You can just hit it and it will shift when it's when it will shift as smoothly as possible. Yeah. So I was like Really? I was thrilled with it. it was, and, and Matt, that that's no joke. You can literally lay the bike on the side. That's and what I was saying. Jump up yeah. and down on it and like you can yeah. stand on it. Yeah. Did, yes. Did you ever meet with like the sales rep? Yeah. And they yep. were like, stand yep. on it, try it. Yep. Brought it in and checked it. We checked it out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like it dispelled all of my concerns like right away about it not having a derailleur hanger. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that that's so passe. That's so thing yeah. of the past. I don't it need was no awesome. stinking derailleur hangers anymore. It it did it it wasn't as easy to install as really advertised. Okay. Well, there's a this, well, okay. So if you went and did another one though, how quickly would it go together? Much like 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 to 20 it's minutes. Piece of cake. Yeah, it's yeah. a piece of cake. But you have to learn a few things to learn how to do it. And it took me a couple tries to get it right. But once <laughs> I got it right, yeah, I took it out like on a pre-ride, like on all the little trails around my house, and yeah. I was like took like 4k OMs on all the little trails around my house just like yeah now just like joyriding on it so. this is your first foray into the access e-tap shifting on a mountain bike as well correct yes i mean my previous mountain bike had mechanical shifting yeah. not e-tap i have been in the same boat i've always had mechanical everything on my um my mountain bikes with the exception of like not electronic but it's hydraulic you know brakes obviously but everything else was mechanical but the gravel bike and all of my road bikes for the last god knows how many years have yeah. all been e-tap which is fantastic and yeah. i've always always wanted to go that route i just never did and for the longest time if you wanted to go that route it was crazy expensive but it's just kind of the norm now it seems like so how did that change things for you with respect to going from mechanical where you're throwing a cable versus touching a button uh yeah it i just had to you just have to learn where the buttons are and yeah. put them properly and it just shifts differently the, the Transmission comes with a little different shifter pod mm -hmm. that is very ergonomic and very small and lightweight, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the shifting is just 
smoother. It's just so Are much you, smoother. Do you think that this is something that's coming to all the bikes, like road? I mean, we, we get I, into some I, difficulty I with the... It, it's derailleur hangers. Right, exactly. It, it, that's the issue. You know, the, SRAM a year ago said, hey, we need to switch to a universal derailleur hanger so that we can make it easier to... Between all brands, we should have a universal derailleur hander. And they came out with this and a year ago. Blammo. And then Blammo, they bring out this transmission. So it That's was nice. it was preemptive and because the transmission only works with the universal derailleur hanger. Most big bike name brands now, uh, mountain bike brands, come with the universal derailleur hanger. It's a little bit right. it's so that but road bikes. But road bikes do not. It's no. gonna be tricky. Yeah. I I would like to see them go that direction, I think. Me too. Yeah. I'd like to see my gravel bike. That's the next question. Gravel have a, bike, have right? a universal derailleur oh, yeah. hanger so yeah. that the SRAM uh, transmission is an option. Yeah. Is there is there yeah. is that a thing? Universal derailleur Some hangers of them for do. gravel bikes? Some, Some of them, them do. do, yeah. 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 So I think the writing's on the wall for gravel. I hope it finds its way into the road because if you think about it more times than not, if it's as long as you're doing things like cleaning your drivetrain and changing out your chain when it needs to be changed, whenever you're having shifting issues, it's that derailleur hanger. And for all the way up until the transmission, until we actually got to see him play with it, I'm like, eh, I'm not sure. But then you see him play with it, you get it. But the, the derailleur hanger is meant to bend on purpose. So I'm like, all right, I will take that as the the downside to know that it's going to protect this expensive frame. Some of these frames now are four, five, six thousand yeah. dollars. So yes. you don't want to be breaking these frames. And if you do break it to get it fixed, it's either replace the whole thing and pay out the nose again or take it to, you know, your your local composite fiber, you know, people that'll fix it for right. five, which, six, seven, eight hundred bucks. A lot of the people in the country don't yeah. have their local Yeah, we're lucky to have one fiber. in our backyard. Yeah. But the moral of the story is, is this thing seems pretty spectacular. So if they can bring this over to the road bike scene and have it be a lighter weight version. Yeah. And have it be rock solid and we don't have to deal with these hanger issues. Dude. 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 <laughs> It'd be amazing. Pretty spectacular. Yeah. So I had a big week. I did not take it easy going into this race. I had like an 18 hour week on the bike. I did I did like some big workouts and doubled them up with like team rides. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of unsure how I would feel on race day, but this I just wanted to see how it would go. And man, I felt freaking fantastic so season is is uh starting well it's looking good it's looking good how many explicatives did you catch from other riders lance hepler <laughs> all of them lance friggin hepler lance uh mf yeah, hepler I, I, I caught a little bit of flack because uh yeah i would have placed well in the cat one in the cat one field but uh well, let I, me ask you a question all right what are you more proud of Winning by minutes in the cat two, or you would have come in third in the I cat would have ones. Been third in the cat ones. I I might not have been third because I would have been battling with with John McCaffrey. How much did you have left in the tank? Yeah, I had something left in the tank. There you go. Yeah, and McCaffrey's no slouch. He's I've no raced slouch. against him before and uh, in short track, and he can go. And we've exchanged a couple blows, and there's once I got him pretty good, and a, once or twice that he got me pretty good. But yeah. at the end of the day, he's he's a solid bike rider. But very that's gonna make you better. Yeah, that's true. Wow. I know. Next I year, next year. I know. I'm gonna, I'm be, gonna be older next I'm year, be guys. You're older. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, sandbagging. Sweet. Cool. Jake. What? Jake Von During. Backpedal. Raced his bike this weekend. Road bike. <laughs> raced his road bike this weekend. Let's guys, hear it. guys, it's been almost five years to the day. Are you serious? Since I raced my road bike. 
Oh my god! The last road race I was in, we know how that one ended. Uh, the Cherry Pie Road Race back in 2018. You um, were in the final sprint, uh, looking to make the podium, got wheel swept and crashed in a big heap. Yeah, two guys went down literally right in front of me, and I went flying over the bars. And maybe we need to repost that video. If you go to our Instagram feed, Dude. I think it might be one of the very first posts on the the Dial Podcast Instagram. Cool. You can see the crash there. And if you see the one person, as you're looking at the video to the right, the one person that flies literally over the handlebars, and you see their feet way up in the air, and then they body slam the ground and get up kind of quickly to get out of the way so they don't get run over. That, that's me. That's you. <laughs> That was five years ago. I have not raced my road bike in a proper road race. Now, I've done a few PRs. I think two, maybe three. I don't know, but I'm not going to count those. I did the hammer crit. Not That's not a road race. That's just like, let's go drop the hammer. But, you know, we've done a bunch of flogging rides. I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to go back out there. I want to support the race community because um, there's not much road racing to be had these days. And if I'm going to tell people to go out there, I should probably be standing right next to them and be signing up for that. So... I went ahead and signed up for the Banana Belt Road Race and went out and raced in the the Masters uh, uh, 40 plus. Well, we are all lumped together. It was the 40, 50, and 60 plus group. And don't don't kid yourself. There's some fast 50s and 60s. Yes. And the the 50 year old was the overall winner for the whole thing. <laughs> Dr. Chris Hannah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second. But um, I raced in the uh, the three four fives because I asked to be downgraded a couple of years ago to a three because I'm never gonna try and be a two again and so I just went out and got to race with a lot of friends and what was awesome is I think there was like 10 of us in that field 10 dialed cycling teammates yes. in that field it, it was close I, I'd have to go back and double check and count but we were pretty close to that when you saw everybody lined up in the shoot there was a lot of orange in there so yeah, that's fun to see and there was a couple other teams that had a couple riders in there I think uh, POA had three in there and I think um there was a couple guys from Bonk, and I think there's some Bicicleista guys in there, and just a, f- a few others, and then there were some solo riders. But it was a lot of fun. But the fun thing was is racing with your friends. It's the best. And what's yep. fun about that is the night before, we jumped on Slack, and we did a huddle, and we all were, were chit-chatting on there and kind of like you know reminiscing and talking about this because it's been a while since I've raced with some of these guys, and they're out there still racing. Well, you guys did like a video huddle, huddle on uh, Slack. On yeah. Slack. It's kind of okay. like a Zoom call, if yeah. you will. And uh, we we talked some strategy. We came up with a few different ideas, a couple of A's and B's, and like what would happens. And um, the goal was handle being handle, doing what handle does. Is like I'm going to go off the front and see if I can get some people to to chase. And um, when they come back in, we'll we'll send another group and send another group and just try and tenderize the front as much as we possibly can. I said I don't want to have any part of um, those shenanigans because that's not the kind of race I want to do just yet, even though that's kind of fun, but I'll be happy to patrol the front. And uh, for me, I said if we're still in it or if it comes down to like a field sprint, then yeah, I'll set myself up on the last lap and I'll be a party to the the, the field sprint and I'll see what I can do for the team there. And uh, Hanel being Hanel, they blew the whistle, he jumped and went, got brought back immediately. Like he was gone for maybe 10 seconds. There was like three guys ah. that jumped right on his wheel. I was like, okay. So he just sat up. We've and played this game gave, before. Yeah. So it's a, it's well, a he's, he's done that. He's, yeah. done it <laughs> he's led entire races. Yeah. So, so there's a slight downhill and then it kind of floated back up. And as soon as we hit that float back up, maybe a mile down the road, he soft pedaled off. Well, not soft pedal. He like slow pedaled. It kind of floated off the front slowly. And you know, went from right with us to maybe had like three or four seconds. And then we went downhill and, and nobody chased him down again. And then we hit the next hill. Then he went from three or four seconds to maybe 10 or 15 seconds. And then it just kept growing and growing. And nobody was really trying to attack that. Our team was patrolling the front. We weren't 
clogging the front. <laughs> um, we were just kind of watching the front to see if anybody was going to chase. And sometimes somebody would try and go and somebody would go with them and, and that would eventually come back. But anyway, get two laps into it, handles off the front, he's out of sight. And we come across the finish line for to start lap three. They announce uh, lead riders got like two minutes and 20 second lead on the, the field. Oh we're like, gosh. yes. <laughs> it's so, just it, drilled it. It's a hilly ride too. It's, it's, it is. It's, roll. it's all up and it's down kind of, and yeah, up and down. up and down rollers. That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. pretty out there. Yeah, it's 10 miles per lap-ish and it's about okay. 800 feet of, of climbing and it's just up and down, up and down. So it's, it's a good thing. So we, we hear that and we're, that's fantastic. This is working out perfect. And yeah. so we just kept kind of patrolling the front and there was a few people that made some efforts to go off the front and, you know, we're looking like they might want to try and bring him back but it, at that point in time like it, nothing was happening because like as soon as they would get off like we would send somebody up to catch up or to to, to mark that or cover it or you know, other teams would you know go off the front and then um you know we're not going to do any work why would we do any work we've right. got a teammate teammates off the front. so the the pace of the ride i'm told i have never done that race before um that's one of the the races here in the oregon area that i haven't done so it was kind of nice to do that but i was told that that race is usually more of like a 24 hour plus mile an hour average speed and i think ours at that point in time was like 23 so we weren't putting in the big digs to go hard now if yeah. there's somebody off the front that wasn't on our team the pace would have been a lot higher. We yes. would have been doing a lot of work because that's what teams do. Yes. Teams. <laughs> that's what teams that's do. That's what teams do. They, they don't <laughs> clog things up. They control the front, right? Anyway, long story short, Hanel being Hanel won by three minutes. And oh it, it was it was just utterly spectacular. Um, for us, we came into the last lap, and there was uh, a couple good little efforts of people trying to get off the front. Nothing really stick or stuck. And then we did have um, a team, uh, POA, had three people in the Pacific Office Automation. They're friends, and they come out and do the flogging ride with us pretty yep. often. So there's a couple guys in there at all of those flogging rides, and another one who comes out periodically. The other one, Travis, he got off the front, and there was a point in time where he was probably maybe a quarter of a mile off the front. We're watching, we're like, we got to keep an eye on this. He's kind of getting out there. We're, we're in the last lap and he's he's trying to dig and put in an effort, but we know that there's still the long climbs to come. And we, sure enough, like as soon as we came across, there's like a bridge that goes over the dam and then there's a, the, the long climb. It's like a minute and 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. I was expecting it to feel like it was a minute. Three. It felt like it took us 15 seconds to get up this climb, even though it was like a minute and a half or whatever. But um, as soon as we got to the top of that climb, that quarter mile lead that he had went to maybe like 20 meters or something like that. So we brought him back in and big kudos to John Hatfield. He did a lot of that work. He was spectacular on the front. He was marking stuff. He was pulling when he needed to pull. The last lap we knew that we had Chris Handel off the front. And so he was you know, making sure that he marked everybody and making sure that everything was going right up there. And he... Um, he even told me, he's like, make sure that you know where I'm at when we get to that last lap. Because if it comes down to sprint, he's like, I, I, we want to make sure that we get a, a good lead out train for you. And we had other teammates that were helping out. And he he did a little pat on his thing. And like we come into like the last mile. And I'm like, all right, there's John up there. I got to get there. I can see that he's trying to set things up. And, and I kind of got swarmed a little bit. There was like a lot of riders. And I was probably, it was probably three abreast, maybe even more than that. And I was probably five or six rows deep. I'm like, this is not the right spot to be in. And so I had to I had to do a little bit of moving around, a little bit of manipulating of the the field. And I, you know, sorry if I I didn't bump anybody, I didn't do anything, but I was like kind of moving around a little bit more, kind of making it look like I, I needed to move. And somehow, some way, found a line on the 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 yellow line, the center line, and was able to sneak up. And then all of a sudden, I went from being really far back to maybe sixth wheel in uh, the field that was starting to get a little bit more pointy. And I'm like. I like this. I like this a lot. And I can kind of monitor what's coming up on the side. There wasn't a bunch of people like swarming up on the side of me. And we've got five or six wheels in front of me. 
and we come to 1K to go, and then we're inside of 1K, and it's 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 marking down, marking down. And there were a couple guys that were putting in attacks, and it was about maybe I don't know 600 meters to go. There was a guy that that tried to jump, and he thought he was going to go, and there was about three people that jumped on his wheel, and then um, there was nobody, and I I immediately got them. So I was at fourth wheel at this time and they're kind of putting in a good pace. I'm like, perfect. Keep this pace up because all you're going to do is bring us into the finish, keeping the speed up. Nobody's going to try and come around and then I can do my thing. Well, we get to 300 meters and I can see the, um, hundred meter sign to go. There's like a little slight bend to the right. And then it, it kind of comes back around to the left and it goes uphill. And I'm thinking to myself, there's some bigger guys in here and there's some people that look like they've got some sprinting prowess about them. And I don't want to have this be something where, we're all going for this at the same time where it could get a little sloppy, you know, if people are sprinting, it's an uphill finish. It's not like massively uphill. It's only like maybe four or 5% grade, not very long. And it's about 200 meters. So I I'm thinking, I'm like, I know that I can blast over that. That's like, that's my jam. You know, that, that, <laughs> that finishes like was tailor made for me in my size and my Watts. So I decided that I'm going to go a little bit before the 200 meters because I know that I can hold some substantial watts. And I knew that I was in a position where I could basically slingshot off, snap the elastic so I'm not bringing people with me. I jumped up and and held a thousand watts for a lot longer than I thought I was going to. (laughs) And I think I hit almost 1300 watts in in the process of doing that, but I averaged over a thousand watts for like 15 ish seconds and uh, came across the finish line. I had no idea who was behind me. I didn't want to peek back. I just wanted to keep going. I was praying that I wasn't going to see a wheel come up on my left or my right because you're, you're, you're heads down, you're, you're digging and you're looking and you don't see anything. And then you know that you're like, you see that finish line come up and I finally sat down and uh, there's no wheel. I came across and I I still didn't know how far behind people were, but I was, I felt like I was going to puke. <laughs> I was seeing stars. My legs were all wobbly because that was kind of an effort after, you know, 40 miles and, uh, just kept coasting and, and going off the back. Did we just lose Evan? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Bye Evan. <laughs> anyway. And then, uh, and it ended up being, uh, myself and I think it was probably 30 or 40 feet behind me. David Root came, uh, you, you had second. like a, you had like a three second gap. Yeah. It was three or four second yeah. gap. So, and, um, what was fantastic about that was Hannah won the 50s handily. I mean, he's just a beast. <laughs> I ended up taking the 40s, and then Ian Gibson in our uh, on our team it was racing with us as well. He won the 60s, and then Gary Cornelius t- took second in the, in the, in the 60s. 60s. Yeah, oh. so we had a really good showing. And then Dustin Gottschall from our team as well finished fourth. If he's in the 40s, he's in the 40s, like he just missed the podium with me. And I think that had he had to go back and do over again, I'm pretty sure he could have probably maybe made that happen. But um, it was uh, it was a fantastic day. It was a lot of fun. We had a ton of teammates down there, good results from a lot of folks and a lot of people that uh, have maybe never done a race like that before got to do one for the first time and i've got a lot of people on the team now that are super pumped about road racing and there's some of them that want to you know sit down and talk more about like you know strategy and and tactics and things of that nature so just got some people pumped about it so anyway that was uh that was the banana belt road race in our uh our category and there were other races that happened that day, but I don't care because I just wanted to do the one, and it, it was all good. The only thing that was missing was uh, was you, Lance. I wasn't there. And maybe Matt Legrand, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been there if there wasn't this this mountain bike race, but it's, it's all it's good. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. We we did all the other things this week, too. We did our lunch ride. We did the the flogging ride, which was which was a good, good one. We yep. did the gravel ride. Gravel ride was good. 
It was a, it was a fun week. We had a good we had a good week. Yeah. Yeah. So, and hopefully it'll be another good week for all of us. I'm not racing this weekend or at least I don't think so, but you never know. Lance will come back with some racing stories for us next week. Yeah, I'm going to race again. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um you've got 1 minute and I'm not even going to call Champ Bailey into the room, but you got 1 minute to talk about Leadout News cuz this is getting to be a really long podcast. Uh, basically, we had the tour of uh, Roman D that happened this week. It's just the last really prep race for the Giro, which is about to start. And it starts on Sunday. It starts on Sunday. It starts this week. So, oh boy. So kind of exciting. That is exciting. Uh, the tour of Roman D was won by Adam Yates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So good for him. And second was American Matteo Jorgensen. Is Adam Yates going to be the lead guy for... Which team is he on now? UAE? He's on UAE. No. Okay. So no. no. But, but um, is he going to ride in support for Tade? Uh, well, Tade's not doing the Euro. Well, is, is Adam Yates doing the Giro? I think so. I okay. don't know. Is he going to go to the Tour, though, and be super domestic it's, for... It's possible. None huh. of those super are domestic. set. That'd be so great. we don't know. Yeah, we should be hearing about some, uh, some Tour team finalizations here in the weeks to come Another i mean month or so maybe do you think that they're going to wait until the the is completely done to to announce those is that what that's the possibly possibly that's what protocol yeah. usually is but uh champ out that's it nice <laughs> one last thing um i posted a video this morning right you that's bright right you did bright yeah. and early yep i texted you like right after i'm like i know jake's asleep right now no i was up making kids I, lunches i didn't see it until after the fact yeah so that's that's what I was doing too, and um, and I was like, oh, Jake, Garmin Enduro Two video. I've been using this watch forever, and I just have. It takes me a long time when there's other things to post videos about. Just take, you know, I post one video per yeah. week, so it takes me forever to get through all the stuff. You and, probably uh, originally wanted to do like at 100 days, right? Oh yeah, and my, then all of a sudden it's on 200 my days. calendar in the video. It's like <laughs> the calendar thing pops up, and it's like Garmin Enduro Two after 100 days. It's like eh, it's after 200 days. <laughs> so there's that. But sweet, it's up, it's live. Go check it out. Um, I think the next video is going to be the Garmin uh, Forerunner 965 as a triathlon watch. Is it the best triathlon watch? Maybe that'll be the title. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Something like that. You've got some things sitting in front of you that I'm not allowed yep. to talk about. Those have you excited at all? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to review more things, yep. make more videos. Yep. Yeah, and, and I'm always open to topic ideas if you guys have any ideas send them my way hey give them that casio watch back you're not oh shoot i said casio darn it i do want to review some of the other casio watches but they don't (laughs) respond to me so it'll happen at some point one of these days lance appler uh this weekend there are two gravel races on the oregon coast this is mike ripley's company it's uh the oregon coast gravel epic on saturday and the west coast gravel on sunday so back-to-back races um close like they both start within 10 miles of each other okay. so it's it's different courses but they're very close so we so. know where you're gonna park the van so i'm gonna i'm gonna go down and do both races cool so we have a bunch of teammates going too so it should be fun fun awesome. good, good luck my one last thing is tired of telling your friend jake to shut up here oh, shut up jake shut up jake shut up jake your one last thing is to shut up i guess it's just to shut up we will be back next week with another one of these and until then bye for now